What's up, brothers? What's up, my guy? What up, dog? How you doing? <laughs> what up, good, good, man. man. Doing? What's up, man? How you doing, man? Good to see you, man. Yes, sir. What's up, baby? How you doing? Yes, I'm good, man. How about you? Yeah. I'm cool. Good. Big dog, what you been up to, man? Living the dream. Man, I'm just staying out of trouble, man. Just trying to Ain't nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Chance. Tell him about the first time when we saw Darren when he walked downstairs. He had that that trench coat on. We had to do the show with him the first time. We was walking with him. Got the elevator. I said, God. Damn. As a linebacker, you know, you can start calculating like But when you remember that joke, you got He said, you always open, too. I say always, 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 Exactly. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a player's game. Yeah, coach. No, that's that new age, yeah. man. We just talked to a lot of young coaches. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I got a lot of old school to me. And then I added a little, you know, where I came from, I just true to myself. That's what I mean. No, man. I, I, yeah. Miami, I was there with you. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know about you, coach. Yeah, no, all to do is love you. What up, dog? How you doing, man? Good to see you, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Scary yeah. over guys. It's like, yeah, yeah. 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 try. <laughs> Joker, boy. God. That air is bad. You need to I'm going to save it tonight. It make you look. Always good to see you. My dog. What up, man? Big boy, big boy. What's up, man? It's good. It's good people to have around, though. All right, coach. We'll catch up. I'm proud of you, man. Big man. What's up, man? What's up, big dog? How you doing, man? What's up, man? All good. I said, I don't like how y'all did Omaha on the show. Hey, listen. That dude texts me all the time now. He's, he want to hoop, he want to wrestle, yeah, hey, you know what I mean? Good. good to see you, But you know what, I will say, what's up, baby? How you doing? Everything. Good to see you, man. You. you know what was so, what was so different about him? Yeah. It's like, Bud's not warm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, we had already done the show with Errol. You know, we were cool with Errol, so it was different. But like me and Buzz, super up, cool yeah. now, man. Nah, like he's just making business. Good. Yeah. Been out there, right? good. I think I jumped 41 and a half. Were you one? Were you the top running back that year? Um, Think so. I don't know. Me and Bro, Chubb, you got taller though. What you call it? Nah, hey, I just slimmed down a little kick. I hey, didn't even slim down. Damn, he looked taller. He was slim last year too, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah nice now. I feel like I feel way better than I felt last year. Really? Yeah, way better. You said you. What's up, Cole? How you doing, man? Good, good to see you, brother. Literally was just watching you. Thank you so much. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you man, so much. I, I gotta drop some more highlights out. Yeah, Freddie Tisa just got fired from the grocery store too. Yeah, he had a job. Two weeks in. He ate a foot-long sub and a free uh, and a free lemonade. Fired him the next day. They saw it on uh, camera because he didn't pay for it. Well, damn, technically they could have got me because I would go at Sprouts. They got the bulk section. I used to go in there and get like a handful of, like the dark chocolate walnuts, <laughs> and then to go right back to work. So I mean, they could have got me too. <laughs> what hey. you got fired for? Huh? He didn't get, get fired. He said he could. I didn't get fired. I said I could have. Oh, okay. Oh, you quit. Uh, why would I start to go back to training for football? Yeah. After like seven months. I, I but like, that's quitting. I've never quit a job in my life. They gotta fire me. I might not show up, but you have to fire me to not for me not to come back to work. Hey, could you imagine how many chocolate covered uh, walnuts he ate with them big ass hands? They know he got them walnuts. They were just scared to say something. <laughs> hey, go talk to Darren. Why you talking to Darren? <laughs> Hold up. Limitless. They can see me in it. I thought they hear the witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. On the mission, get me up. Knowing me, I got the key. On the bitch, you not the trust. 
Trust, limitless, think it's still me confident in it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, got me up. Uh, on a mission, got me up. Uh, knowing me, I got the keys. Darren, man, welcome back, bro. We're Appreciate excited. It. Different location, yep. right? New colors. Um, been an exciting year for you as a whole. The last time that we sat down, you were not a married man. Yep. Uh, you and your wife, Kelsey, get married this offseason. What's that been like for you, man? Uh, it's it's been amazing. Uh, it's been curveballs. You know, the, the like 12 hours after we got back from the honeymoon, I got traded. So uh, dealing with things like that. But I feel like it's a uh, challenge just to become better communicators, become closer in the process. So uh, it's been dope. It's been tough. I mean, the situation is going to be tough regardless. Like you're not with the person that you're closest to in your life. You see them every few weeks, uh, sometimes a couple months in between right now. So that's tough. But uh, it's been an amazing process. Who's the better athlete? I think I have probably have more God-given gifts, but the way that she's become the athlete and, and the freak on the court that she is, that's all like from her, like developing that. You know, like she had she had skills and stuff as a youngin', but her overall athleticism was literally crafted by her and her just being in the lab. And hey bro, we gonna get to the trade, but a question I get asked: Why? Why get married? What what was what was it about your wonderful wife? What was it about Kelsey? Why get married? Um, I think I reached a point in my life as a man where it was. Uh, Having a lot of options and a lot of, you know, different places I could go, different women would never be as fulfilling as having one person that you could be like truly vulnerable and honest and open with. And they can see, you know, everything that all the scars you have, all the secrets that you have, like putting it out there and, and then having them still love you. I don't, I don't feel like being with anybody else could replace that feeling and just that overall bond and connection that we have just as you know as friends first as partners and as lovers and before we get into football the last question will be did you take chan up and go to a nudist colony for your honeymoon <laughs> uh, i did not <laughs> I thought the story was about to get good. I thought Fred knew something. <laughs> hey, thought that was in his research? Yeah, Kelsey, Kelsey Plum and Darren Waller were <laughs> at from a being, nudist colony. From being nude to New York. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Darren, man, and, you know, you mentioned the fact 12 hours after the honeymoon, you traded to the New York Giants. Two weeks prior, Coach McDaniels actually said you were, you were a part of their future. And, uh, you know, we can have some fun with it. RG3 said that obviously Josh McDaniels wasn't a fan, wasn't a romantic, right? Because right after you get married, you're traded. And Kelsey, your wife says, it was probably because he wasn't invited. And everybody had a, a lot of fun with that. But now all you've done to get back to where you needed to be as a human first, and you know, that's been well documented. And the things that being a better human have, has allowed you to do on the field. It says when I have somebody that tall, that fast, that athletic, that's a dude that can help me win games. Now you're in New York. What was the feeling when you were notified that you would now be a New York Giant? Honestly, it was almost the same exact feeling as when I got claimed by the Raiders from the Ravens. It was like a fresh start that almost felt like it was like divinely orchestrated, like right on time, you know, because it was... Um, you know, the year that McDaniels got there, it was like a, it was like an up and down year. You know what I'm saying? Like it was, a, there was an amazing like spring that nobody saw that was like, okay, like this could be magical. Like I'm ready to give my all to this team. And then in training camp, I got hurt. And then it was my contract situation. So then there was like narratives of like, am I really fully invested, involved, or am I looking out for myself? Which has never really been the case. 
then you get into early on in the season, I was just not really knowing what my role was in that offense coming off of, you know, I've, nobody in this franchise's history has had more catches than me, but now here I am figuring out why I'm standing on the sideline more than I'm on the field. So just a lot of mental things going on with me, which probably all that spiritually as well, leading to me physically getting hurt. So it was just a lot of things, but um, to be where I'm at today, you know, I feel refreshed. I feel my body's felt the best it's felt in camp in, in years, and uh, I'm, just, I'm just blessed to still be able to play. In Baltimore, you can get crab cakes. In Vegas, you can get almost anything. In New York, you can get spit on in the subway. How has the transition been to the new city for you? Uh, first of all, that's accurate. Um, <laughs> very accurate. Um, but it's, it's, it's been dope, man. It's, uh, you can see how passionate people are about the team. Uh, Northeast is a different culture than, you know, I've been on the West Coast for the better part of five years now, but um, passionate people, man. Um, great food, the city's endless, you know, whatever type of vibe you're looking for, you could, you could find it, but I'm enjoying it, man. I've been re received with love, uh, received with excitement, and I'm just ready to go out here. And you shopping your mixtape anywhere? Uh, I've been, I found a studio that I really like. It's over there right in Hudson Yards in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I'll be dropping some. By the, by the time the fall is over with, I'll have a new project out. Bro, with getting traded, what's that process like? Because a lot of people don't understand that. Like you just said, you on your honeymoon. You found out <laughs> on your honeymoon that, oh, I'm not a Raider anymore. Right. Like, and, and what, what's that process for you to be? Just get, I'll throw your numbers out there because I'm, I don't give a damn. Three for 51, that's stupid for a tight end. You get that contract, and my thought would be, I'm here. Like, they love me. They gave me $50 million. Right. And then you get traded, like, from, from finding out to now kidding New York. What's that process like? Um, it's a lot of things involved. If you look at it from a human aspect, it's like, you know, I had a house that's being built in Vegas, and uh, which is a place I'll still call home, but um, I haven't got the chance to live in it since I started building it in 2020. You know, so it's like now, okay, like I'm going to take on another rent in New Jersey while having a rent in Vegas. And so human aspects like that, how am I going to move? Where am I, what kind of furniture am I going to get? Like, <laughs> it's, I, it's life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> real life hits you and, and all these, I think there's like a list of like the top five stressors for human beings. And I feel like three of them, three of the top five I had just in the snap of a finger mm. right on my plate. Uh, and so you got to take that into account while needing to bounce back from a year and a half of, you know, being plagued by injuries, wanting to respond in a positive way, wanting to show this team that they're uh, going to get a return on their investment. All those things in your head, you know, it's a, for a human being, that's, that's not an easy thing to do it. You know, speaking of those things, to listen to you talk about what it's like to know what sort of success you've had on the field and have this exciting spring, and then you're watching third down and medium, or you're sitting on the sideline more than you're getting an opportunity to play. You said mentally and emotionally. You've really worked on yourself in those ways. You've had certain insecurities. What was that like dealing with that year for you? Not the physical part of it, but the mental and emotional part of last year in Vegas. Um, it was difficult, but I look back now and I feel like I learned more and grew more from that season than I did any of the seasons I was successful in because you know, I had success, I had back-to-back, -back, it was like 1,100-yard seasons, and then you come into a season like last year, and it's like, oh man, like, I'm not entitled to success. You know, things aren't always gonna go my way. I'm not immune to disappointments or, um, you know, 
not performing and ultimately and somebody wanted to you know shit me off or feel like they could do better without me like i'm not immune to that and all i can do is respond to the circumstances that that i've been given and i feel like you know i've done that in my personal life and i feel like that just translates onto the field or wherever else i may be dealing with and and bro i'm i'm a dolphin guy i play for dolphins i live in miami i'm a dolphin fan and thing with tua is the same way and getting to the injury talk where the story was that the the raiders didn't believe in your durability, not your ability. Right. And that's the thing, because we everybody know if you on the field, you fuck, bro, you're a fucking giant and can run a four four. It's stupid. It's a giant. Right. <laughs> this is huge. <laughs> but like Tua, Tua, the thing about Tua, he got a lot of criticism because he took like jujitsu to learn how to fall and learn his body. Do you do anything more that now you've been traded with people questioning your durability? Uh yeah, it's been a more uh concentrated program on um, glutes and hamstrings where it's like before I've been doing like traditional lifts you do in the weight room like you do you squat like you do like a pretty traditional football lower body lift and sometimes you may not focus on those things more than you should and now it's like okay like these are like imbalances that I need to take into account and address with precision like I would anything else in my game and so with that that's allowed me to be able to go out and not because it's like usually like if, if, if you something's off of your glute then it might turn into your hamstring. So you have to realize how connected your body is. Yeah. Just getting the overall understanding of that and weaving those things into my program with like, you know, intentionality has really helped me to come out here and camp and, and just feel fresh the whole time. So you've been used to comebacks, you know, whether it's from uh, the addiction and coming back and being an amazing player and now trying to get back to form and show people what you are made of and, and give them their money back, as you mentioned, return on investments. You have a new podcast too, called The Comeback Stories. What's the inspiration, like the total inspiration, I can guess, but what's the inspiration behind that? Uh, I feel like the inspiration behind it is, you know, a lot of people, they may see people like us that we live a blessed life. We got a lot of good things going on. We got making a lot of moves. Um, they may not be able to relate to the success that we have, um, but they can relate to adversity that we all share. Like nobody's, like I said, nobody's immune from pain. Nobody's immune from whatever happens in life. And having these conversations that we have on this podcast, I feel like it, it can allow somebody to tune in and, and take something to go along on their journey with, whether it be inspiration, whether it be, you know, they're, they're using drugs and they wanna, they wanna quit. They may hear something that might wanna make them pivot. Like, 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 you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, so we just want to have those conversations to put positive content in their ears for, because everybody's facing something in their daily life and we want to help them be able to overcome and show the world who they really are. Is that therapy for you when, when this game is throwing you curveballs to be able to talk to people, share your stories and hear their stories as well? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, being able to talk it out. Um, cause you know, I don't want to have people come on the show and be vulnerable with me not being vulnerable in return with what's going on in my life. So I like to do that as well. And, yeah, anytime I bottle things up, it's, it's not a good thing for me because I'm going to want relief or to take the edge off in some kind of way. So for me, talking is a, is a huge part, and uh, hopefully other people can realize that as well because for most men, we're not really trying to talk like that. I still have to battle that to this day, even though I know it's good for me. I still got to uh, put the reps in. You know, that was having an opportunity to sit with you and Donnie or speak with you and Donnie was what made me when this started, I was like, hey, we gotta get, we gotta get Darren, we gotta get Darren, I wanna hear that story. But it brings me to relationships and people, right? Donnie Starkins, who is your co-host, that's how I was introduced to the show. And he actually works with my son Jordan in Arizona and just, just helping him 
talk through, meditate through, work through different things in, I think, a way that allows each person individually to handle their adversity. For you, what has having someone like him in your life been able to help you unlock? Since Donnie came into my life, he we started off like uh, I was a client of his, and uh, he was like a mindset coach, and he was talking about, you know, the story you tell yourself in your mind, like really just me being in my way most of the time, more so than an opponent or anything that I may see or may be afraid of or anxious of. And it's just giving me solutions to attack things and to just be present to the moment, meditation and mindfulness, those type of things just allow me to calm down when I could easily be stressed or triggered or angry or disappointed at people. Like it can, it can allow me to just pause and to respond to things in a positive way because I can't control much else outside of my response because things are gonna happen, maybe good for me, maybe bad for me, but the power's in my response and if I can take a breath, just chill for a second and evaluate those things. Like I'm going to make a, a wise decision. And, and bro, we'd had you on before. And like, like Rossi said, your, uh, your addiction, your, your recovery is well documented, but to change landscapes and to, for, for your, for, for the, your, your ex teammates, for the Raiders to know, you know, what you went through and know your struggle. And then you get with a new entire group and it's camp. So it's 90 dudes and get with them. And now, do you, like, that transition, like, do you, do you anticipate they know your story? Do you have to explain it? Because you're a different dude. Because, like, we, we laughed about before, like, me and you in the locker room would have been hell. Because <laughs> I'd have been like, man, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, right. to, to get into an entire another building with 90 new men with the new Darren, like, was that, like, how was that transition? And do you have to explain yourself to people? Do you have to, do you have to, you know, go overboard, I would say, to explain what you've been through and where you are? Um, yeah, I feel like over time I've learned how to. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Kind of immerse myself in new environments without having to um, give people like a disclaimer or like, yeah. you know, just kind of just go in and, and be myself and go in and, uh, you know, be a friend to these guys, you know, try to find a connection to these guys as opposed to f trying to figure out how we're different and, you know, how I may approach things differently. Like we're all men the same day. We we'll all have a common goal. We're all in, in a similar type of process. So I try to form a bond with him first and foremost. And if it comes to the point where I'm around him, I'll, I'll just be like, nah, I'm not having a drink today or nah, not today. We had that because with last time I was like, shit, we're going to go ride. You want to go party? And you were like, nah, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't want to party. Not today, man. I'm cool. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I guess the, the point is I don't have to say this is all I went to, I went through and this is why I won't have a drink. It's that today I won't. Right. You know what I mean? And never, but my hopes is never, but today I won't. And that brings me to something else. You are no longer number 83. You're number 12. Yep. And I've seen that, you know, you've let it be known that that number is important to me. And what struck me is not necessarily just the story of why the number is important. I can be honest on this show. I've been to Alcoholics uh, Anonymous meetings because I was just at a point in my life. I didn't drink a lot, but I would drink and I'd be like, man, like, why well, I got to get drunk, though? 
Right. You know, I was like, why can't I have two beers? Well, I got to have six. And I wanted to know. Like, I wanted, and I had a good friend who was there. He's like, just come see. Just come talk it through. Just come listen. And, you know, that's what I would do. So I've been there. So I understand what the number means. But when you explained it to someone, you said, the number 12 is important for people like me who are in recovery. Because the misnomer or what we feel is that you're recovered. Yeah. Right. The fact that you could function in society, that you have been sober for six years now, I think it is. It's he's recovered. Right. Like, oh, boy, said, I'm delivered, <laughs> you know. So for you, when you say you're in recovery and that's why you went to number 12, just explain that to people who feel like you have this thing licked and it's not a daily and it's not it's no longer a daily fight for you. Yeah, that's big because, um, you know, in these meetings, they talk about uh, there's a like an obsession and like compulsion in your thinking. It's more so like rested in your thinking. So when you stop drinking or you stop using, it's like that thinking is still there. So it's really just gonna transition into something else. Like for me, it's transitioned into like masturbating, it's transitioned into shopping, it's transitioned into like, I need to fill that void somehow. I still need to take the edge off. I still wanna find something because I have that addiction, alcoholism in me. So it's, it's never really gonna go away. And I have to come to grips with that and uh, know that you know, I walk daily with God and allow him to, you know, take my mind off of that and onto things that are greater, onto, you know, a purpose for my life, onto doing things for other people and showing up in that way. But yeah, it's something that never leaves. It's a daily management. And if you feel like you can just coast spiritually through it, you're, you're really going backwards and you can start to feel it on the inside. So it's, I don't have this thing all figured out, nor will I ever. And uh, there is no finish line. So you like, give me 12. Did you just hop in and say, hey, I need. So how did that process happen? Because when you change teams, like, right, like I was never really as good as you. They just put it in my locker. I was going to say that. Like, I, this is the first time I've ever really picked my number, like at any level, like in high school, college. Like I've been like a guy that was like a contributor, but I was never like really like that guy on the team or anything like that. So I just like, you know, took a number. I got the Raiders, they gave me 83 and I'm like, I'm gonna just make the number work. But uh, I got here and, you know, just kind of sitting and praying on it. I just had an idea that kind of like I downloaded that wasn't even really mine, you know? And I was like, I feel like 12 would be dope. I'm gonna ask for it. You know, I don't, I don't know if the team has a tradition to where it's like, oh, tight ends need to wear 80 or, you know? So I was like, threw it out there like, hey, can I wear 12? And they were like, yeah. And, uh, and I had a purpose behind it. How did you just make masturbation bad? You got <laughs> I feel like it's, it's all, it's all. How did you do that, man? You don't make me insecure. Nah, I mean, there's, I mean, there's, there's, there's positive business behind it, but it's like the, it's the, it's the thinking behind it. Like if you're trying to run from something, escape from something, like by doing something, then I feel like it's like, okay, like, let's go deeper on that. But if yeah. that's not what you're doing, then, then. I'm not escaping from myself. I'm enjoying myself. Have at it, then. <laughs> Just sitting here listening to you, man, um, you know, it's a lot of news, a lot of a lot of things going on in your life that I think would overwhelm me and create some stress in my life. You know, with marriage, uh, new wife, a new team, your music, the podcast, and even you're still working on yourself. Are those things necessary for you to as an outlet? Like, how do you find a balance, like a real balance to avoid being overwhelmed? That's a great question, because I feel like I'm constantly like finding balance. I don't feel like I ever get to a point where like the scales are like stopped and like even, you know, it's always like kind of teetering one way. And I try to get it back to where it's not going to tip over, you know, and uh, sometimes I feel like all these all these things that are in my life are blessings, but sometimes they can they can feel like burdens some days, you know, and that's just how, how my mind kind of works. but. So like I said, trying to keep myself in that middle ground and know that, you know, 
I need my wife. I need people in my life that I can lean on. I need to create music because it provides a balance that fills me up when, you know, football as great as it is, it, it takes from you physically, it takes from you mentally, emotionally. Um, and having these conversations on the podcast as well, like I need these things and need to continue to pour into them. I, I, I can't just be all eggs in one basket, you know? You become a giant, right? And if I'm not mistaken, you grew up in an NFC East house, but it's one giant parent, one Washington parent. So when you found out you were gonna be wearing these colors, what was that like? Um, I mean, if you start with my dad, like I, don't, I feel like his, his feet haven't touched the ground yet, man, because that's his team his whole life growing up in New York. And uh, his brothers as well, like family that really love the Giants. And so that's been an amazing part. But you also got my mom's side of the family. My mom was a Washington fan growing up. My uh, And then her dad, they, they still have a bunch of Washington, like trash cans and blankets and, and all that stuff in the house. And, and my grandpa was really like, I gotta wear that blue. Like I really, I really had to rock that. Like he was really not feeling it. But then they kind of get to it. Like Grandpa, like it's, it's gonna be all right. Like we, it's, it's all love. It's about family. And so he's like, okay. And then, and then coming down here, man, it's it's funny because everybody talks about like, there's an argument about how how much does a guy, honestly, a guy like you need to play in preseason. And I'm on the like a ball is gonna ball. Like put me on the field, let me play ball. I don't need to play for. I remember Junior Seau, like my first year, second year in the league, he was still on the Dolphins. And he walked in the locker room. He's like, hey, guys, they're paying us $700 for this game. Let's go out here and do something. And I thought about it like, damn, they're paying us $700 to go out here and play, and they're selling these tickets. But my thought is that if you know football, you don't need preseason work. You don't need that lead up. Were you, for you coming to a new team, they always talk about continuity. The quarterback and the receivers have to get on the same page. And really, bro, you're a receiver. You're not a tight end. Like, fuck that me. Man, that man getting the, He's the, the not, wide position and block. Darren, do you want to down block on the five technique on the power play, or do you want to run the fucking four four down the hash and catch one? Try to do a little bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> but but, but the, the receiving side of being a tight end, how much like when you first met Daniel Jones, y'all are first out there on the field. Like, how long does it really take? Because everybody talks about continuity to get on the same page with a quarterback. Um, I mean, I don't think it took very long. I mean. You look at uh, me and Derek from uh, my first year starting in 2019, like it was, that connection was from the jump, like automatic. And I feel like from the first time I met Daniel in early April, um, the first workout, like he was already putting the ball out in front, like, and I'm like, okay, like this is, this is going to work. Like we got into the spring and we're doing all these different concepts moving around and we're, we're hitting shit with timing. And I'm like, yeah, I don't feel like it necessarily takes very long it can be improved on and expounded upon over time like you can do even more things but i feel like out the gate like if you guys know where the timing of certain things and, and where you should be and, and that's aligned i feel like it can be uh pretty good from the jump looking ahead what are your expectations for yourself and for the team i mean i expect myself to carry whatever load this team puts on me whether it's 100 catches again um you know, um, more touchdowns than ever had before. Like, whatever this team is asking of me, I'm willing to do. And then, uh, I mean, with this team, I feel like starting with offensively, I feel like we can be extremely balanced with Saquon wearing the ball. That's a generational talent um, in its own right. And the receivers, the way they've developed through the spring, uh, I'm, I'm very impressed with them. I know a lot of people may try to speak about them a certain type of way, but um, I know what we have in them. And uh, defensively, I mean, look at the front. Like, mm. those dudes are... I mean, you, you yeah. talk about the Eagles have a, a, a mean front, no doubt whatsoever, but, I mean, we're not slacking in any type of way in that regard. Mm -hmm. And uh, I really like the addition of Bobby at linebacker. Uh, he's really taking command of the defense, and 
I'm excited to see what we do, man. It's a it's action-packed division, though. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna it's gonna get live. Yeah. And you know, for <laughs> someone like you who who seems to understand more than just your position, I thought it was very interesting that you mentioned Saquon, but I think essential. You know, you had an opportunity to be here for the offseason. He was obviously not here, but you know ball. And you know what it is when it's, no, we can't double Darren because we're going to have to put eight in the box at some point because 26 is going to get it. Yeah. When he finally makes that decision to come to camp and be a part of this team for 2023, how excited were you to know that you'd get to play with Saquon? Yeah, it was it was dope, man. His uh, his locker's right next to mine, and I, I just saw him sitting in the locker when I walked in, and I was like, okay, like it's on, like we gonna it's, it's gonna be a fun year. Yeah, you know, and you know, you add Jalen Hyatt, Hodgins comes on late in the year, uh, Shep is healthy, uh, Crowder's here now, so there are pieces, you know, and I think people think so much about what it used to be as to what it is now, having you know play for Gruden and having Josh McDaniels last year. We got to talk to Dave's Brian Dayball out there. And I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. It took like it took like 20 seconds. Right. And I was like, hell, I get it. Right. Like I get yeah. why it's different here. What has getting an opportunity to develop a relationship with him as a man and a coach been like for you? Um it's been a lot of fun. You know, I've been to a lot of places where it's like ball is like real serious. Like I played for John Harbaugh, you know, you know, Gruden's a fiery guy, McDaniels is you know, New England, like, we about business, do your job. But uh, Dave is like, he's playing trap music in the team meeting room when we walk in. Like, guys are playing Madden uh, two-minute drill to end the team meeting. Um, you know, we had shooting contests at the end of, like, the OTA days in the spring. Like, just things that uh, I feel like an underrated part of it is, like, you got to enjoy showing, coming up and showing up to work every day. And I feel like a lot of guys um, don't have that uh, when they go to certain places and that turns into, and it translates onto the field. Uh, when things may they have losses in a row or seasons may not go the way they want to. But if you enjoy coming to work and you're going to be like, man, I'm, I'm going to run through a wall for this dude. Like, I'm going to give all I got because I don't want to let him down. The way that he treats me, like the way that he respects me, empowers me, like I want to make sure that he's getting a return on that. And uh, that's what it feels like with Dable so far, just only being here a few months. You know, it was cool. Um, I've obviously, I'm obviously a fan of yours in, in many facets. I think this is probably the thing I think you – make the largest impact is when you share your story. Um, one of your latest songs, Learn My Lesson, you know, it's like in a courthouse and all these things are going on in the visuals. What was your thought process behind that? And not only what you're saying, but in order to give people that visual of certain things you've gone through. Yeah, I mean, uh, just off the hook alone, like I've, I've been arrested three times. I've been to court cases and, you know, um, had drug charges pending against me, and it's like, I don't know what's gonna happen. Like, I don't know if there's a way out of this for me, if I gotta go, like, sit down, like, and to be able to, you know, coming out of those situations before, like, I just went back to what I was doing. But uh, but now, looking back on those things, I, I see, like, how many opportunities I've, I've been given to grow, how many opportunities I've been given to learn. Um, and I just wanted to, you know, be able to show people like you could be in that courtroom, you could be whatever your bottom looks like, like there's an opportunity for you to grow and start turning in the opposite direction, start turning in the direction that your life should be going and who you want to be. So that's the really the thinking behind it. What is music for you? Is it like, do you plan on making money? Like, do you think, you know, are you going to be on, you know, what Spotify and all this shit selling stuff? Or is it just really a, like a vent 
for you to get your your words and your thoughts out. Yeah, I mean, I I'm one of those people like I really don't have to make a dollar off it. Uh, it's in my I, blood. We know you don't have to need no money. <laughs> <laughs> we know you don't yeah. need no more money. I don't. Yeah, I mean, it, it's really just the love, man. Like it's in my blood, really, from my great grandfather. He's a, like a jazz legend, and I could tell it's really been passed down just by the way it makes me feel creating or writing or just or just being in the studio. So it's really just the joy and the love and um, wanting to you know get my thoughts and, and concepts onto you know, tracks that are dope, but also like will speak to you and, and you know, challenge the way that you think in ways. And uh, I feel like that's what I want to give to the world, what my part of my legacy to be. Man, it's a good show. We know y'all all busy. And when you're busy like us, you know you're raising kids, man. You know you're out there grinding, working, doing life, but you still want to get to that sporting event. You still want to get to that concert, that theater show, that comedy show. You gotta download the Game Time app. It is the best place to get the best tickets for the best price for busy people like us. You gotta get Game Time. Hey, and I just downloaded it. This is truth, no ad. I just downloaded it because I need some messy tickets because these prices been messed up since he came to Miami. But I'm gonna use the promo code, the pivot, and also take advantage of the discount. So listen, the best place for the best prices, and you can see your seats all from the app right here. Y'all see RC's not here right now because he had to go see his son play college football this weekend. You know what RC did? Went on the Game Time app to see his son, got the best prices on the best tickets, and that's what Game Time's gonna do for you. You gotta download the Game Time app, create your account, use the promo code THEPIVOT, and you're gonna get $20 off your first purchase. You know we're gonna watch out for y'all. Game Time. Have you guys, uh, you and Kelsey, have you guys discussed family? Yeah, yeah, we discussed family. We're uh, in no rush, though, mm -hmm. uh, just being patient with it because, you know, she's in the prime of her career. Mm -hmm. And uh, extending our family would require her to, you know, put those, those plans, those goals that she has on hold. And I don't want to do that for her. I want her to, you know, achieve everything and then some that, is, uh, that God's bringing to her. So Man, You know, like people, they, like, they breed Frenchies and all this stuff. Y'all baby gonna be freaking crazy. <laughs> gotta be telling the guy gonna be a stupid kid, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So these they both breeders. Huh? They would I, I like dogs. You call them breeders. The big male, the big female, they gotta they need to make babies because they're gonna breed something that's amazing. Y'all are gonna breed y'all are both breeders. Well, what they gonna do is, <laughs> hey, I don't even know. There's no question to it. Nigga, like, what's gonna happen? He gonna have, he definitely gonna have a rivals report or whatever the on three, whatever they got the high school recruiting reports are. Oh yeah. He or she gonna have a five star joint right out the gate. Out, out the womb. Oh, out of the womb. Hey, the baby gonna have to prove. <laughs> the baby gonna have to prove they can't play. They gonna be in, the, in, in, that, in that little incubator box with a five star. <laughs> That's my point. Crazy. But, so, but what are you doing to stop it? Because I plan on not having a third kid. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. And then a third kid happened because we know how babies are made, Darren. How, what are y'all doing to stop the babies? That's what I'm saying. I mean, we, I mean, we go into it knowing that there's a, like, taking her future into account and knowing, like, with her career, the goals that she has, like, 
we don't feel like there's a reason to rush into that. And we feel like there's time, there's going to be time where we can enjoy that. Like I'll probably be done by the, by the time uh, that time comes. And, uh, you know, we can really, you know, devote the time that we want to while also enjoying our lives right now, because having a kid is dope. I, I believe, you know, yeah. it looks, it looks amazing, but it's also seems like it's a lot of work as also well. also sucks sometimes. I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to so underestimate that whole process. Yeah. So I don't want to rush into it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Kelsey's a lefty, right? Mm. And isn't there like a old highlight video of her throwing t-shirts into the out of the arena, out almost. of the arena, or something <laughs> like that? So in the off season, does she ever just get out there, man, and throw a couple footballs for you? So she came out to training camp last year in uh, Las Vegas and just hopped on the field and just like stretched and then like kicked like a forty-yard field goal right. and was out there running routes and throwing <laughs> the ball. So she's she's yeah. all about it, man. Man, for for you now getting an opportunity to embark on a different set or a different place in this journey, right? Because it's all it's all one thing. What is most important for you going forward, right? You talked about not necessarily being able to put all your eggs in one basket. We are expected to live a life that whatever that logo is, is the most important thing to us, mm. right? And when we talk about some of our greatest athletic heroes, that's the one trait we point to, right? When they talk about Tom Brady, when you talk about Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, all of those people, it's like, nah, we knew that this was the priority and that was it. But for you, life has thrown you curveballs where they that may not necessarily get to be your priority all the time. What is the most important thing for you right now going forward? I feel like it's taking a mindset into whatever I may be doing because it could be football at one moment, it could be music at one moment, podcast conversations, but it's like just uh, a theme of excellence in everything that I do because I can carry that everywhere. No matter where I'm at, wherever my feet are, like I can be excellent at what I'm doing. And if it's in the locker room, if it's on the practice field, if it's in the weight room, like then I'm being excellent there. If it's on the mic, if it's anywhere, like I'm trying to do something that is going to leave an impact that's going to make the world better than the way that I found it or that I came into it. And uh, if I keep it that simple, I know that, you know, the gifts that God's given me, the way that I show up in each and every moment, like good things are going to happen because I was present to that moment. But it's really just uh, just excellence, bro. Do you ever have like a certain feeling, you know, I was I'm only 5'11". I'm not, you're probably faster than me than I was, too. Mm -hmm, yeah. That's not true. It, we don't know for sure. I, guaranteed. How do you guarantee that he's faster than me? I see his numbers. Look at it. <laughs> you mean like right now? He, well, right it's, now he's obviously weird, faster than me. They're my best. Darren, what are you running for then? Uh, I ran 4-4-6 four, four, at the four, four. You haven't even smelled. You can't write a 4-4. Four, four. Your <laughs> fucking pencil would break. But certain people that their game speed is 4-4. Four, four, Thank you. Who's that? Our clothes no, like that. he's smart, and he jumps on routes. He's a 4-7. And he got ham hocks. <laughs> he's he a 4-7-9. Ham hocks in his pants. <laughs> Have you seen his? Never mind. Bro, stop it. <laughs> he, built like, he built like Pause. my middle school girlfriend. <laughs> Pause. Relax. Double ham hocks. <laughs> <Pause. laughs> hey, what is going on? Can I get to the... Can I get it's to the... My man. You talking about you going to run with this big old motherfucker? Lie. I had Troy. <laughs> Lie. <laughs> but like for, for you in, you know, we live in a world sometimes where you can't have like other interests and there are certain coaches who understand that we do, right? Dave seems like one of those people that's like, yeah, I get it. You know, you like music and you like this. As long as when you're on the grass, you perform in the way we need you to. Right. It doesn't seem like a Bill Belichick sort of way. It didn't seem like a Joe Judge who was here before sort of way. And Josh McDaniels comes from that same sort of 
uh, that same tree. When you are sitting on the sideline, is there ever any any conversation or what was the conversations you were having with yourself? Did you ever put yourself in a place like, man, maybe they feel a certain way about the fact that I'm not the way they are about football just being the only thing? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've had that thought numerous times. And, uh, and it's like, I've, I've had that thought where it's like, if I don't fall in line and do what they do, like if I'm, because I'll, I'll go have a conversation with them about about certain things, like, and not like what y'all doing is wrong. It's just like, you know, I want to know why. I want to, you know, really buy in and just, I, I just want to have a conversation about certain things. And it's like, um, maybe they don't, maybe there's certain people that don't want a culture of that, of questioning, of, but that's who I am as a person. Like, at life, like, I want to know why. I want to know the purpose behind what we're doing because, you know, I have a purpose in my life. Without purpose, like, I'm going in the wrong direction. Right. So uh, I, I bring that into everything that I do. And sometimes I was, like, wondering, like, yeah, I, I am different. I'm like, sometimes I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't need this as a, as a man. Like, I know who I am. I know I have value outside of this. Whereas, you know, a lot of guys are like, you know, this football thing got to work or I don't know what I'm going to do. And it's tricky, bro, because it's like when you're in the game, you want to set yourself up for after, but you also got to be committed enough to where, you know, you're pouring everything into it. But like, what's the balance? Kind of like what Fred was talking about earlier. So it's uh, it's tricky, man. I, I definitely had those thoughts last year. And with, with Dayball, like you get here and you're, you were you didn't decide you were a free agent and decide where I want to no. go. You were traded. <laughs> right. Your ass going to New York. <laughs> <You're good. laughs> what What's that first meeting like to, to this conversation of you said you called it different? You're a different type dude. What's that conversation like the first time you meet Dave Ball? Because I love him to death. He was in Miami. I understand his offensive mentality. I understand his coaching acumen and why he got the job. But then for a different man like you now to have to, I don't know if it's figure out an other head coach. He has to figure you out or whatever that was. That first conversation with Dave Ball. Uh, so, well, the first conversation I had um, when the trade, when I got, a, I got a call from the Raiders general manager when I was seeing my physical therapist in Vegas. And so he was like, yeah, we're, we're trading you. I just wanted to let you know. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, I leave, I walk to my car like five minutes later, I'm getting a FaceTime for some random number. I open the FaceTime and it's, it's Dave's and uh, Joe Shane, the general manager. And I'm just like, I've never had a face, never had a coach FaceTime, never, never wanted to talk to a coach on the phone. Like, just, you know, just leave that relationship in the building. Yeah. And they called me and was like, yo, like, we're excited to get you here. Like, can you fly up here right now? Like, like, what you doing? Like, we're excited to have you. Like talking about what we're going to do already. And I'm like, yo, I've, <laughs> my first time talking to y'all. But it's like, <laughs> but you can like feel that excitement. It's like, we're excited to have you. And, uh, and like, just like you, like the guy, like who you are. And you come into the building and just feel how everybody, we just sitting there shooting the shit, like on the couch, Dave's in there talking with me and my dad, like just chilling, like just as, as guys, you know, as men. And that, those kind of things I feel like go a long way when you got, you know, a man that's leading you that you, relate to that you can respect and that like yeah I'm, I'm walking with him wherever he goes i believe and where he's taking us that i thought like that ups your play that ups the the team morale that ups the the vibe y'all take onto the field and that confidence and uh, it's, it's got to start with him so that first conversation was just like i've never had this <laughs> <laughs> can you believe we've had seven months without an nfl game crazy right well, good thing that's over. NFL is here and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving you a can't-miss offer for week one. This week, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just 5 bucks on any NFL games. DraftKings is hooking everyone up with a game day greatness. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this September. 
Check this app to see what you get. Download now and use code DEFENSE to sign up. New customers can take home $200 in bonus bets instantly just for betting five bucks. That's code DEFENSE only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casinos and Resorts, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. ccdkng.co slash football for eligibility. Terms and responsibility gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. The New York Giants have had some legendary tight ends. Mark Bavaro uh, helped them win the Super Bowl. Uh, Jeremy Shockey as well helped them win the Super Bowl. Can Darren Waller be as great and also contribute in the same, on the same level to help the Giants get to that big game? Uh, absolutely. Uh, I, I you know, require excellence from myself. Uh, no matter the quantity of targets, if it's a lot, then I plan on making each and every one of those, uh, making something shake with them. And at the end of the year, if that adds up to, to big numbers, then uh, yeah, but it's about that each and every game, each and every play mentality of like, you know, what those guys are doing, the standard that they said, I'm bringing the same standard to the field. And uh, we're going to see what happens. And I believe it's going to be good things. And if you didn't know, the magical number is 35. That's the ti Giants tight ends touchdown record. I think you can get it. Yeah, he get that. I mean, the way they people throw the football now, he get that in three stinking years. And he gonna keep covered by linebackers and tight ends and the safeties and all that shit, man. Hey, this big old man. Hey, to go here's crazy. the thing though, somebody gotta block eleven. <laughs> and speaking of that, speaking of that, week one, you know, the the New York football giants and they call them America's team, so I guess I will. America's team. Y'all have an opportunity when the whole world's gonna be watching to set this NFC East kind of scene. How uh, excited are you about having an opportunity? I mean, we know your pops is going to be excited to have an opportunity to start your season or start your tenure with the New York Giants with a game like that. Um, I'm, I'm over the moon, man. It's like those, not only like the night games, but um, the games against the quality of opponent that, that Dallas is, is like, it, it just raises you up. You know, you know what you got to bring to the table. And it's like, I don't want to go into the game. I don't want to blow nobody out. Like, I want to be in a fight. Like, I want to be in a war against, like, the best of the best. And Dallas has some of the best of the best in a number of positions. So it's a great opportunity for us to just come out and uh, show that we're cap capable of playing championship football at the end of the day. You know, and you can only do that one game at a time because every team in the NFL is tough. The margin is very small from the best team and the worst team that you see. And, you know, you got to bring it each and every week. And if you do that one game at a time, especially against a point like this, like it's a great way to start the season. Yeah, man, I, I can't wait. I, I think that, you know, every time we get an opportunity to be around you, I learn something. And that's exactly why we do this. It's the reason why you do comeback stories. And man, you always got three fans here, bro, that's, that's rooting for you. Um, and so go kill them. Do your thing like you always have. But most of all, man, just stay authentically you, bro, because it's special. So we appreciate you, my dog. Yeah, appreciate y'all, man. Hold up. Limitless. They got some cap pin in it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. On the mission, get me up. Knowing me, I got the key. On the vision, I can trust. Trust. Limitless. They got some cap pin in it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. On the mission, get me up.